All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Pause of Friday rolling through on Sports 1440. Hey, it's a challenge for Oiter fans to be positive today. Other than one thing you're positive about is that the uh, Oiters uh, have yet to figure out how to consistently bring a willingness and a desire to play sound defensively. I, honestly, mentioning third and fourth line players, you're mi- you're missing the point. Their depth scores produced very well last year. Did it help them limit their goals against? No. Not by any big matter. All it did was allow them to outscore their mistakes. And that can't be their approach. That's not how you win. If the goal is to win. Now, if the goal is to just entertain and score lots of goals, awesome. And I love goals. Don't get me wrong. There are teams that do both. You can score and not gift goals. If you give up goals, that's fine. But gifting goals, very different. And uh, Santa Claus, I love that portly fellow, right? Uh, Still one of the greatest days of my life was uh, waking up to Santa Claus when I had a GT snow racer under the tree. I love him. But guess what? He's meant to give kids gifts. He's not meant to be an NHL player impersonating him or a team on a bi-weekly, bi-nightly basis that the orders do. They're not supposed to give easy goals. Think about last night. Look at the goals. First goal, didn't need to happen. The fourth goal, are you joking? Even the second goal. That's a dump in like, come on, you're an NHL player. You can't make that play. 
three on one back of your net. So it's uh, it's not good times for uh, for order fans. It is a Gregor show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. And you know what? If you need uh, to think positive, hey, trust me, uh, go to PlayAlberta.ca. Thirteen million dollars up for grabs in Lotto Max tonight. Feeling a little lucky. Get in on it. Or, you know what, uh, maybe look some uh, odds. I'll say this. Anytime San Jose plays, I would probably be picking the other team right now. Pretty good. Pretty good odds to do that. Let's welcome into the show our uh, regular Friday co-host from uh, Oilers Nation, Wanye Gretz, joins us. Has anybody brought up Sam Gagne yet today? Has anybody thought to mention the silver yeah, we t- lining? We t- we you t- did bring him up, we, the two well, goals, the yeah, whole... Well, of course. The amazing Rudy-esque story of returning to the NHL, that wasn't ignored? No, no, we talked about it and then uh, wondered why he wasn't on the ice uh, in the final minute and a half. When well, there was that. Goal. You don't want to tire him out in his first game. He scored more <laughs> than the bottom six. He's only got no working hips. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, no, no, they're working now. What an amazing story, though. Yeah, for, you know what... Um, it's it is one that order fans uh, and well, mo, I don't know I shouldn't say order fans human beings love those type of stories. They, you know what uh, Sam Gagne is a player who actually is, has been a very good draft pick. If you look at his draft class, he's been an exceptional pick. He's top, he was a sixth overall pick. He's top ten in games played. He's top ten in goals. He's top ten in assists. He's top ten in points. Like that's a really good pick. He's lived up to it now because he's not a superstar. Is irrelevant. He was drafted in his draft class against all his peers and is being top 10. So it's a very good pick. Um, you know what? Uh, he, he marries, he's, he's an Edmonton order. He marries a local girl who's a doctor, right? They have a loving family, up. right? Um, they have, uh, well, we'll get into that in a second, but, um, uh, you know what? That's his third time in Edmonton. Uh, you know, they spend lots of time here that they, they like the community. They've done lots in the community. So I get why people, you know, you, it's an easy person to root for as an order fan. And because when you see Sam Gunn, he's not overly big, right? Like you remember as an 18 year old rookie, he fought Ryan Kessler. I still remember hosting my show at that. And Pete order fans, like the instant love affair for Sam Gagne because they hated Kessler, and rightfully so. Like if you had him on your team, you'd love him, but you hated to play against him. And here's 18 year old Sam Gagne, who at the time, like I can't remember who that might have been Chris Cuthbert or whoever the play by play guy was. And he's just like, I didn't know Sam Gagne had it in him, right? And here he is, chucking knuckles. Not that Kessler was super tough, but he was a bigger dude. And, you know, then a few years later, he has the eight point night during the decade of darkness and you know that eight point game gave mo- like that was three months of of a fan's worth of excitement in one night and to have him come back and then just immediately produce so we had him on our show real life uh when he would came back i guess before t- training camp on the pto and we asked him like are you super excited to be back in edmonton and blah 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 and he said you know what i'm excited for is to not have shearing pain in both my hips yeah, and I think sometimes we don't take that into full account. Like for Sam Gagne to have been in the AHL five days ago and will himself back into the league and score a goal in his first game—that's incredible. That's an incredible willpower just to overcome double hip replacement. Like what on earth? Well, it's not hip replacement. Well, what is, yeah, what, what tor- is it? Yeah, he had torn labrums, right? right? So yeah, he had torn tissue, and so they can repair it. It's just but he, significant surgery in the offseason. We watched him on his Instagram yeah. going through his therapy in the yeah. pools and stuff, right? Yeah, no, it was very good. Like I and he, and he talked about how um, like when he opted to have the surgery is because it got into a point where the prior summer when he was training, he had to limit this training because of pain. And then when you're staying after practice, you can't because there's pain, right? And and that's where guys, 
we talked about Ryan Smith earlier, and that's how you hone your skills. You continue. You don't become great at tipping by doing it for one year and then stopping, right? And so, you know, we were talking about the Edmonton orders. The Edmonton orders, like they, I don't see enough drills. Like to me, the, when you're this bad, there's nobody that you can't look at and say they have to do better. Individual players, the power play, the defensive coach, the power play coach, the head coach, the GM. Everybody has to look and say, okay, what, why is this not working? Right. And so simple things. I'm like, I don't see the orders. What, what is some things they don't do? They don't go to the net constantly. Right. How many point shots? Now we did see for one game, Vinny Deharnay, great. But how often does that happen? Right. Like last night, Sam Gagne comes up and he hammers home a, a rebound. Great. You don't see a ton of it. Zach Hyman, sure, but. Not continually, not compared to other teams. Like, look at how many goals have beaten Stuart Skinner from point shots where there's two men in front and he's screening, can't see the buck. How many of those do the order score? That's my point. So that, but if you never practice it and you don't have funnel drills to the net, to the net, to the net, oh, what are we doing? We're going to the net again. Then the player's like, oh, I guess this is how I go to the net. So if all your practice drills are outside, stop battling cycle drills, but never funneling to the net, well, then I'm not surprised they never funnel to the net. Right, so that's one element of it. I'm not blaming the coach and everything because to me, the coach doesn't consistently make the dumb decisions that the orders do. Ill-advised, low percentage decisions that result in easy goals. So the whole thing we talked about is Sam, it's a willingness. Sam Gagne willed himself back to the NHL. The Edmonton orders will yourself stop talking and actually do it that you want to play consistent defensively because they'll show it for a week or two. They showed it in the Calgary game. They gave up nothing. And then the next game, they're like, that ah, was one game. We don't have to do it again. Right? Like, it's frustrating. I would think. It's, like, it's frustrating because now I feel like an idiot because I thought the Calgary game was like a turning point for them. Because honestly, you're like, hey, you play that sound defensively. You're capable of doing it. You'd think you'd be like, oh, we had success. Right? It's like, it's like how do I train my dog? I give her a treat to ring the bell so she goes outside. And then a dog's like, oh, geez, if I ring that bell, I get a treat. Well, I'm going to start ringing the bell. I get rewarded for it. The Edmonton order is like, hello, do you want to win games? Do you want to feel good about yourself? Well, play how you did against Calgary. Play sound defensively. They do it once, then it's like, nah, I don't need to do it again. And it's collectively because it's different guys every game. Does Coach Woodcroft at some point, like he's a very positive person. He's always very compelling when he speaks. Does some point he put away the carrot and take out the stick and start smacking people? At some point... There, there needs to be, and, and the easiest accountability, and, and we saw it like Evander Kane started one game on the third line. And to Evander Kane's credit, in that game, he had a hell of a scrap, and, and, and he didn't really miss much time, right? He was on the third line. He said, you know, he makes the comment, I don't like my minutes. Well, a lot of that was due to the orders being on the penalty kill, so he's not on it. But to his credit, he's done something about it. Who's been the orders best for the last four games? Evander Kane. Right? It's, not even, it's not even close. He's hitting. He's scoring, he's passing, he's doing everything, right? Evan Bouchard gets started in the third game. What does he do? He plays very well against the Rangers. Decent against Calgary. Decides, well, that's good enough. Now I'm just going to float out to the sideboards and let them come up the middle and give an easy tap-in goal, right? So it hasn't continued, right? And so to me, as a coach, now sure it sucks when you don't have many players and you're down to 10 forwards, and so Derek Ryan was the one guy out of the uh, rotation last night. I, there, it's not like you can just bench guys because they don't have anybody to, to play, but you can do different things. Like why Sam Gagne in my eyes, 
wasn't on the ice to start that faceoff in the offensive zone when you're trailing 4-3 and he's been the he's the guy going the most. It doesn't mean he's a better player long-term than Zach Hyman or Ryan Nugent-Hopkins or whoever you're going to take off, but Kane and Gagne Nugent-Hopkins had to be on the ice. They were the three guys going the most. And obviously, I assume it's going to be Dry Settle McDavid. So, Zach Hyman, I'm really sorry, but for one one minute, you're not the guy out there. Sam Gagne is on pace for over 150 goals this season. <laughs> and if you think you can take that kind of firepower off the ice with a minute left, I don't know. Yeah. So, it's uh, it just to me, like, those are areas where responsibility is on everyone. Nobody gets a free pass or Connor McDavid doesn't get a free pass. Right? Leon Drysaddle doesn't get a free pass. I've liked Drysaddle's game until last night. Last night, and when Drysaddle gets frustrated, which I understand because I have like, you know, ask my wife, I'm not the most patient human being, so I get it. But last night, Leon Drysaddle as a leader or somebody else, like, I remember Brett, everybody remembers this. Remember Jonathan Taves, right? They call him Captain Serious. He's a captain of their team. He's composed. He's hardworking. Well, he's losing his mind in a playoff game once. Absolutely beside himself, right? He went on tilt. Well, who goes over to the penalty box? Brent Seabrook. I don't know what he said, but he didn't say, hey, Taser, great job. No, he told him, bleepity bleep, wake up like we need you. You got to calm the bleep down. So why doesn't somebody go over to Leon Drysaddle? And trust me, I was watching the bench. Now, maybe it happened in intermission. Maybe. But there's no one that says, hey, man, your passing's not working tonight. Simplify it. Put the damn puck on net. Stop trying to feed it through four guys. How many of his passes got knocked down last night? Right? How many? So at some, that to me is good leadership. You hold each other accountable, right? We had Craig Simpson in here, Randy Gregg, like, like Yaroslav freaking Pozar. When they lose the Stanley Cup in 1983, Yaroslav Pozar. There was two moments that Kevin Lowe said that when they were just like, man, Yaroslav Pozar, this guy's legit. Number one is when he one-punched Al Secord in Chicago that got their team. They're just like, oh, my God. Like Al Secord was tough, and Yaroslav Pozar one-punched him. Right. And they're just like, okay, it gets our attention. Number two was very calmly, not yelling, very calmly after the Stanley Cup finals, they lose. And Pozar stood up and just said, if you guys want to win. And he said, you guys, because he was, you know, an older player. He probably didn't think he'd be around here forever. And it wasn't guaranteed they'd miss the next year. He says, you got to play like a team. Wayne, you got to come back. You, and he pointed out to different guys. So if, and Yarslap Pozar, third line player. The, the whole thing of leadership is, and sometimes I get the sense in the organization that no one can ever say anything to the best players, and that's a problem. I don't know if it's true, but I've been around for a long time. I get that sense sometimes. And, like, outside of Ekholm, like, they don't have a ton of veteran leader guys. That was why they brought a guy like Duncan Keith in, I think, 100%. originally. He could look him in the eye and say, I have the cups. And he helped a lot. Yeah, I did. Right? Despite some fans who thought it was, uh, they didn't because they didn't understand. But you have to have the pedigree. You have to be able to look those guys in the eye and say, I know what it takes. But it even starts then, with a cup. Sure, but Yaroslav Pozar didn't have a cup. No, Yaroslav Pozar came from Europe. So it, I don't even think it has. You have to respect your teammates. It can't be like, well, I'm a superstar, so I'm above anybody ever telling me what to do. Right? And so to me, I don't ever see anybody who comes over and says, hey, Leon, the grumpiness is going away right now. I get you're frustrated. Suck it up, buttercup. Stop forcing passes. Take the puck to the net. You're a power forward. We see it. Do Connor and Leon hold each other to account? I, I would assume they do, maybe, but I don't know. I've never seen it publicly, though. I can't think of a time where I saw them. And, really... and I don't, it doesn't always have to be public. When Yaroslav right. Pozar did, he didn't do it in front of everybody. He did in the room. But I just I don't hear that those things, right? Like Darnell Nurse, does he do it? I don't know. 
Do they do it to him? I don't know. But at some point, all of the talking means nothing because their actions are showing that they don't care enough. And it's not that they don't care. They don't care enough to want to be committed consistently at eliminating gift goals. Should they bring back actual Yaroslav Puzar to talk to the team? (laughs) Where is he? We can probably bring him in. Yeah. You got it once, you got it again in you. All right. Like, I, I don't know if you read the article at OilersNation.com today. Sure do. Um, and, uh, you know, about the orders, because you have lots of guys, the order season's over. There's no chance of making the playoffs when you're two, six and uh, two, six and one. Well, that's, that's not true. Um, I, I'll point it out. So since 2006, which is, I think, uh, the most uh, important time, there has actually been four teams who have made the playoffs when they have started this poorly. That's it. Keep in mind, though, there's only 33 teams that have done this poorly out of the gate. So Since think about 2006. Yeah, there's only 33 teams that have had five points or less in their first nine games. Oh, no. And now there's three teams this year, the Flames, the Orders, and the Sharks, funny enough. But I haven't included them in the 33 because we don't know what their end of season is going to be, right? Up until this season, there was 33 of them. And uh, four of them made the playoffs. 24 of them were like bottom five terrible teams, including the orders in 2014, you know, Chicago, Anaheim, teams that you said, like the San Jose Sharks this year. Everybody knows the Sharks are bottom five team, right? It's the easiest bet in your life. Pick the Sharks to be bottom five. There's probably no odds for it to play Alberta.ca, but if there was, you'd put your house on it because it's a guarantee. But I don't like, do I think the Edmonton orders are a bottom five team? No, they're not that bad. So then that eliminates the 24 because I don't put them in that category. So now there's nine other teams. Four of them made the playoffs. One of them came close and missed in New Jersey. And then the other four were bottom 10 teams. So really not that close. So you have to ask yourself as an order fan, where do they fall in? Are they the New Jersey team who will just miss? Or are they the Philadelphia Flyers who made it? Are they the Dallas Stars who, by the way, in 2019-20 did it? And they they started 1-7-1, even worse, and made it all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Right? And they actually gained all this ground in 69 games because that was during uh, when the season shut down, right? That was even a harder handicap. Washington did it in 2013 when there was only 48 games, right? They only had 39 games to make up the ground, and they did it. So it is possible, Oilers fans. And, and Edmonton, and the other thing is, Clark, in the history of the NHL, the history of the NHL, there's Edmonton is only the ninth team ever who had 100 points the year before and then started this poorly. In the history, I'm going back all time. It starts in 1981, the Canadians and the Bruins. Um, of those first eight teams, five of them made the playoffs. Three of them didn't. How do you know all this off the top of your head? You're not even looking at your computer right well, now. Well, I researched and I wrote this the This is unbelievable. Today. Yeah. So um, I researched. I think I feel worse. I feel worse knowing all of these stats. I don't feel better. I don't think you found a path for me to Well, no, connect. look, five out of three. Five out of eight have made the playoffs, right? And and if we all assume that Edmonton isn't a bottom five team, then four out of the other nine in 2006 and beyond have made the playoffs. It's a coin toss. Coin toss. But then you put in the fact that Edmonton was a very good team the year before, right? Like Montreal was one of the teams that made they 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 made the playoffs and then they didn't make the playoffs the following year going two, six, and one. But 
they actually missed the playoffs three out of a four years. Like the year they made it was kind of like an outlier for them, right? Carey Price was a Vezina Trophy winner. They had two guys with 50 points and they still made the playoffs. So it was just kind of a, a weird thing. Edmonton has been five rounds of the playoffs the last two years. They've shown they're a good team. They got the core, but now we'll find out. We will find out this season how much will and heart and desire this team actually has. Now, they might blow their nut out in the regular season and not have anything left in the postseason. We'll see. But that's what I'm going to be looking at. I'm not going to be looking at two games of good defense from this team. they got to show me two months before I will ever believe that Edmonton has turned the corner when it comes to defensive hockey. I remember the one in 2014, the decade of darkness, and we were out by Halloween. Do you remember that year? Which year, buddy? There's quite a few. Well, there was one. <laughs> I, what was the worst of the worst? There was the one year. Well, 2013-14, they, they yeah. were 2-6-1. and one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that always seemed like a low water point for the decade of darkness. And thereafter, we would always look back and be like, well, there was the one year we were damn near out by Halloween. Equally concerning for some Oilers fans. Oh, I year. can. there should be some concern here. Yeah. There's no question. There, I think it's valid to have concern. But then it's also valid to have to look at the bigger picture and say, okay, there's talent on this team. So where are they? Like it, it's not impossible is my point of the article. I would say Edmonton, if you look at out of those 17 that are probably fair comparables, either 100 point teams the year before and had bad starts or the other nine teams, um, since 2006. If you look at those 17 teams, you've had nine who made the playoffs. So above 50% odds. Can Edmonton become the 10th? That's the question now. I don't think San Jose is making it. For sure, I would. Well, we know it's not looking good, right? Calgary, they might be the New Jersey team, right? Because they didn't make the playoffs last year, right? So it's not like they're coming off a hundred nine point season. It's different. When I look ahead on the calendar and see that Sharks game, I'm a little bit worried, Gregor. You don't want a winless shark coming in. Trust me. Well, well, Edmonton goes there, number one. And and number two, there is nothing to be fearful of San Jose. They, I, I said at the start of the year. They're not going to go 0 at 82. No, but they were, they're not going to win. Honestly, they're going to have 10 games. They're going to have the fewest wins of any team in the 2000s. Wow. Which is nine, which is 19. They will have the fewest wins. Mark my words. They are not good. Their defensive structure is terrible. And when you start to lose that much, it becomes hard, right? Like it's, you know, that's your job. And yes, it's your job. But think about going to your job and losing. Well, so far, like every game, right? Like, Event, I don't care how positive a person you are, that's going to stink. Quick break. Uh, we'll return. We have uh, lots of text to get to. Also, uh, low title will be by Speck and Button and more on the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Pause of Friday. Continues on the Jason Gregor Show on Sports 1440. We're going to get to uh, help your neighbor coming up in uh, 10 minutes time where uh, you can help someone make a big difference in their life where uh, you can gift them a brand new high efficiency furnace from Legacy Heating and Cooling. But uh, first, we're going to get to the uh, oil report brought to you by Volvo Cars Edmonton. Stop in uh, this weekend. If you're looking, uh, go get a test drive on any of their 2023 models because they're clearing them out and you'll get $5,000 off. Any model right now, VolvoCarsEdmonton.com. As uh, Alan uh, Mitchell joins us, uh, host of the Lowdown, uh, noon to two weekdays on Sports 1440 and uh, I know Al uh, I think he might have a blister on his finger as he keeps refreshing to see uh, who is going to be recalled by the uh, the Edmonton orders I'm not really sure it matters though Al I'm going to say this now Sam Gagne made a huge impression good for him he's a veteran guy um, you know 
Ernie Lavoie. It'll it'll create you know conversation for people. But if the Oilers' main minute eaters don't decide to eliminate the gift goals, I don't think it matters who's going to be the eleventh forward on this team. This, this era Oilers are going to be an entertaining team, and they certainly are, but they're not going to win anything because they they say they're going to do certain things, like they were going to show up and they were going to play a different style, they're going to play it all year. Uh, Cody Ceci, a veteran, makes a mistake, uh, and it's in the back of the net. Darnell Nurse goes down and, and tries to stop the pass, and it still goes in the net because the shot was good enough. Uh, Broberg makes a mistake back of the net. Uh, Bouchard totally misreads the play. Connor McDavid, God love him, he's a wonderful player. He pulls the shoot, and the guy he was going to be covering ends up sending a gorgeous pass, or getting a gorgeous pass and putting the puck in the net. This team is not disciplined, and so it's it's. there's a time, you know, I have two kids, and sometimes you can talk the talk, and then sometimes you have to walk the walk. And if the owners are serious about winning anything, then they really have to be a button-down team, and they're not. They're, Darnell Nurse is still doing the same things he was doing three or four years ago. Uh, Connor McDavid is a fantastic player. He's the one guy on the, the entire team who you could forgive for pulling the shoot on a play, but Evan Bouchard has to be a better defenseman. The, Broberg ended up getting sent to the minors, and that's fine for however long he's gone. But these are veteran players who are not getting it done. Uh, and quite frankly, the Edmonton Oilers, I think, are going to have themselves a new coach here in a month if they're not careful. And, and really, it's ridiculous because I don't think the coach is the problem. This team does not pay attention to detail. And they are – one time Glenn Sather said about his team when they were playing poorly in the 80s at the beginning of the year, he said, everybody thinks they're Gretzky. And I think that's the problem with this team. Nobody wants to play defense, so they don't. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Al. It's not even to me. It's not even about defense. It's about like the Calgary game. They decide. Guess what? Okay. You know what? We're going to play smart. We're not going to give up many chances. The Flames had two high danger chances the whole game, five on five. So they elected to choose to do it. The problem is they don't buy in. There's no desire to do it all the time. Like, I was watching Boston-Toronto before the order game last night. And I'm watching David David Pasternak, Al. Because if most people said describe David Pasternak, I'd say, well, he's a goal scorer, right? And everyone's like, well, you know, Bergeron protects him. He doesn't have to be great defensively. And here he is with uh, no top-line center. Arguably not even a second-line center. And here's uh, Pasternak. You know what he's doing in the first period? He's running the Toronto Maple Leaf show physically. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, this is good. This is why this team is, is wins because other guys like, you know what? I'm going to do something that maybe doesn't come naturally to me, but because I've learned from other guys that it's important and everybody has to do things and everybody on the orders needs to figure out that you have to stop gifting goals because last night it was CC Broberg and Bouchard the night before it could have been nurse or it could have been Hyman or Kane go down the list. Like there's no one that you can say consistently is like, well, here's a guy we never have to worry about making a bad play. Like, I'm sure there's maybe one, there's some who do it less often now, but as a team, somebody takes turns. It's like they work at a mall, Al, and it's like, whose turn is it to be Santa Claus this year? Okay, it's mine this week, and I'll be dressed up as Santa Claus and gifting out the goals. 
it's and I and they don't the, the like Dallas is a better team than Calgary, so it was going to be a tough effort. But they they the the stars they they played mind the store until there were turnovers, and then it was a jailbreak, and they ended up. So the winning goal was was a textbook on how a team can put another team away. And as it turned out, even though there was pushback, that ended up being the winning goal. But the the stars play a more mature game, and I, I'm not blaming the coaches. I think the coaches, you know, say the right things. I just think that the, the Edmonton Oilers have um, they have some injuries. McDavid's been hurt. Ekholm's hurt. Uh, McLeod is hurt. They've got some issues. It's not like there's you know zero reason why they're playing like this. I get it, and they are winning the shot battle. But you know, single events in a game, single mistakes in a game can have enormous impact and still just be a single mistake. So your Corsi and your shot share and your high dangers are all really good, but when you make the mistakes and how you cover the mistakes and, you know, CC pinches and there's nobody, and so they're 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 talking the talk and they're not walking the walk. If I'm an Oilers fan, I take I really am careful about investing in this team this year because they really look like a bunch of individuals and whatever the coaching staff is telling them, they're not listening and that's dangerous. I think there'll be a new coach here within a month. You're scaring the socks off me, LT. I don't know what to think now. <laughs> coach Woodcroft was the heat. We love that guy. Not t- Six weeks ago, he was, he was the top of the Pile, I thought. I, I'm a fan of Woodcroft. I don't think it's his fault. Yeah, see, I, I hear the coach. Um, I, I don't know. To me, that would be somewhat of a knee-jerk reaction. Now, I don't think the coach is completely innocent in this. Like, the, you know, small little details. I'd have had Sam Gandhi on the ice in the last minute of that. He was going, I'm, I'm from a game-to-game perspective, uh, that's what I would have. Um, but I, because to me, the issues that are here in Edmonton, we're here before Jay Woodcroft. And even if you bring in a new coach, now maybe you can bring in a coach that, um, cause here's the thing, Al, who's the hard ass coach? Cause I think that's what they need. Like, who's the hard ass coach that you can bring in? Like Rick talking in Vancouver. He came in and now they're not perfect, but we've seen improvements in their deficiencies. Like in Vancouver, he felt like they didn't have enough energy and willingness to play hard enough. Like they're they're not sound defensively. They got a good goaltender. If you look at a lot of the chances they give up, they still give up a lot of chances. Right? So they're not a perfect team. But they wanted something specific added and he's added it. Who would be the coach you think out there they could bring in that could actually get the orders to buy in to being better regularly defensively? Well, I think they'll be, it would be a veteran like a Gallant or, or you know Julian or somebody like that. And I, I, the 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 structure itself, I think, is is it's important. But I think I think the message and who it comes from might be the key. Woodcroft is, I think, a low key guy and a logic guy, and I think he invests a lot in the intelligence of the players. And like, I totally think that's the way to go. I think Woodcroft is a fine coach. That said, if they're not listening to him, then I. Think do think you have to bring in Mike Babcock's not coming here. Uh, I don't even know if Joel Quenville would be hired by the organization. But if 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 they're going to make a move, it'll be a veteran, and some of the names that I've mentioned might be some of them that they look at. Yeah, 
That'd be interesting to me. Um, it's funny. The, the one name you heard whispers on, and, but he, he hasn't been reinstated. I'd heard for his Joe Quenville. So, um, but he's not reinstated. So I don't see how that would be an option. But, um, I did, uh, around the Heritage Classic, man, I had, I had a few people who mentioned that to me and I was like, well, he's not even, he's not even, hasn't been cleared yet by the NHL. But again, it's Gary Bettman. So, you know, that could change tomorrow, Alan. You know, they would, well, they would send the out a release is- that says, we have no more comment on this. The other thing is they got to figure out where the Oilers send the second round pick for Quenville because the Oilers are the team that has to trade a pick to get a coach apparently. So nobody <laughs> else does. But I'm, well, I'm there, a, there were a few others, yes. But that was in, in the history of the NHL. That might have been the dumbest rule they ever implemented. <laughs> like, hey, a team fired him, but if you hire him, you have to give them. A, I'm like, pardon? Like I can see if you Not- took an assistant coach from another team, that actually makes sense. But when you ha- this guy we fired because we didn't want him in our organization, but now you have to pay us to take him. And oh, by the way, we don't even have to pay a salary anymore. What? Like God, <laughs> think about how dumb that was in, in hindsight. It's totally, utterly, totally dumb. utterly amazing. So here's my question, Al, for you: The Orders play Nashville tomorrow. Well, uh, they beat them for fun usually. Um, so they could beat Nashville. To me, it won't mean anything. Until I see the orders go, and I'm going to put it at, I need to see the orders go two months where 90% of the time they're not playing Santa Claus. Otherwise, to me, nothing changes. I'm with you all the way, and I and I th- I want to see them in that two months beat some good teams, like some teams that you would say, okay, you know Carolina, or uh, you know one of the, the that East Coast swing. They have days off between, so it's not going to be as bad as it looks. But I'd like to see them win some games against teams that that are maybe in the offseason we thought might be 50-50 because they lost to Vancouver twice and they lost to a, a, a team in Dallas last night or here against Dallas that had three and four and, and back-to-backs and the, like I kept waiting for Dallas to fade a little bit and they did but it took a long time and it wasn't enough by the Oilers so they they need to play they need to erase the CC play the Broberg play the Bouchard play and then have McDavid play healthy when you see that they'll be winning hockey games. Al, who do you like in the CFL playoffs this weekend? Oh, my God. Um, you know, it's, it's really hard to say because, I mean, the, the year went by so strangely for me anyway. I don't know about for you, where, where it was sort of up and down, and I'm, I'm thinking, well, this team will be okay, or I, I thought for a while that Montreal was going to be the, the cast, class of the group. And, you know, it comes out and you're like, okay, it's, it's Toronto, and, and I'll say Winnipeg. But based on what, what I think right now, um, God. Like Hamilton, Hamilton and Calgary on the road with, uh, yeah, to me, Hamilton going to Montreal who's 11 and seven, Calgary into BC. And I know they just beat them. So anything can happen, but, um, I'm going to say Hamilton and BC win. Oh, going with the uh, Tiger Cats. Hey, eh? old, uh, one final ride for, uh, the gunslinger bow is what you're saying. I just want to, I want to see, uh, um, okay. and Al, before, uh, before, sorry to interrupt breaking news, Al. Yeah. I want on a positive Friday for you. Raphael Lavoie is coming to Edmonton. Oh, thank you, baby Jesus! I can burn out. <laughs> I can take all the candles out, and and because I had seven hundred lit in my backyard, and my neighbors were worried about a fire, I can finally get them out. 
Well, uh, he will make his NHL debut tomorrow. By the way, boys, just so you know, he'll play two minutes. That's the way it'll go. Well, well, uh, we'll see, Al. Uh, what, what happens if he doesn't light it up? That's what, then people are going to be like, what? And be like, well, the AHL is a little different. It would be unreal, though, if he could fall in the footsteps of Sam Gagne, now wouldn't it? Well, it would be. What I want to see from the, all of us that I, I think the order should be looking for is play him in some games, get him into like 17 games, have him score a goal and three assists, and then he might have enough trade value to chip him in or cash him in for something of use of the deadline. They, they, they don't have any more picks to trade. they got to build some value in the Brobergs and the Holloways and the Lavois. All right, Al. Have yourself a great weekend. Boys, be good. Stay out of trouble. Have a great weekend, Lothan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's fired up. He's creeping me out with all this new coach talk. It's much too soon. Yeah. God, the, the, the new coach. Now, I will say this. The the new uh, the new boss didn't hire the current coach. That always is a That's small a factor. Problem. It's always a small factor. He can't be sitting here thrilled with what he's seen in his first season on the job. Uh, no, well, he's probably getting a good inside scoop on uh, how things are going. So we'll see. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, help your neighbor. Five questions and more on the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, live on Sports fourteen forty and Orders Nation YouTube. Four forty eight. Sports fourteen forty. Jason Greger. Connor Halley with you. Uh, we'll get, before we get to five questions, uh, let's get to help your neighbor. It's a positive Friday. So what we're going to do today in positive Friday, first of all, tell you what, uh, what's up for grabs. Number one, if you, uh, if you are the lucky qualifier today, you'll get one of the uh, exclusive Sports 1440 hats. Money. So they're, they look good. You get your choice of blue or white. You will then go into the draw. On Monday, November 20th, we are going to draw a name. That name, if it's yours, you are going to win the nominator prize, which is a pair of tickets to the uh, Oilers Wild Game on a Friday night in December. Hey, you might have to blow off some steam. Be fun. You'll also have your choice 
of uh, you'll get the uh, Google Nest or Echobee uh, smart system installed in your house courtesy of Legacy Heating and Cooling. And then the big prize. You are going to gift someone a brand new high-efficiency furnace. It's the Goodman 96% high-efficiency furnace. Now, it comes with a thermostat. It comes with all of the permits, everything. Uh, Legacy Heating will actually dispose of the old furnace. Of course, they'll install the new one. comes uh, with labor, five-year on parts, uh, 10-year on labor, and a lifetime uh, heater exchange warranty. You're going to get all that. You're going to gift it to someone. So today, you text in at 833-401-1440. And we'll just do a random draw, but I'm curious. We need someone out there. You text in someone that you know that could use a furnace. We'll give you a few minutes. We'll do five questions. Then, uh, well, Connor will do a random pick of somebody who, uh, why is this person needs a brand new furnace? Now remember, they need to own their own home and live within a hundred kilometers of Edmonton. Okay. So think about that. Text in, uh, why you should win and who you would gift it to. Who's this person like, that you know that really needs one? 833-401-1440. Now, while we wait for those to come in, let's get to a Saint question, or as uh, Wani likes to say, five questions brought to you by The Brick. And The Brick's uh, Black Friday early access sale is going on right now, man. You can get 60% off genuine leather, reclining sofas. Hey, who doesn't want that? The dog makes an accent much better on the leather. And the cloth, for sure. Get them all at the brick, thebrick.com. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, guys, let's go back to last night. Uh, I'll ask you this question. I'll just tie it in a bow here. If you were in the situation down by a goal, a couple minutes left, who would have been your six Edmonton Oilers on the ice last night? Well, you got to go with Sam Gagne. I mean, I don't know about the other five. You can take your pick, but how do you not play the hot hand? How do you not have Sam Gagne tie the game by scoring a hat trick? Good heavens. That's a valid point. I know the coach said afterwards, well, he was up next, and, well, he didn't get up. And that's like, what are you waiting for? Like, there's no guarantees coming, right? Because you assume your guys are going to be in the offensive zone the whole time, and either they're scoring or they're applying pressure. So when's he going to get on the ice? So... I've said it earlier. To me, I would have had Kane, Nugent, Hopkins, and Hyman. Or, sorry, Kane, Nugent, Hopkins, and Gagne. And then, of course, I put on McDavid and Drysaddle, and I'd have Evan Bouchard. Question number two. Uh, since being sent down, obviously, uh, maybe concerns or questions about Philip Broberg. I want to ask you guys, uh, what do you think the long-term plan is for Philip Broberg and the Oilers organization? And has he lived up to what you thought he would be since being drafted? Well... You know, defenseman early on, like Broberg was never drafted as a guy who was going to be a high offensive player. He didn't have that pedigree, right? I think they drafted him to be a, a solid defender, used, who had really good skating ability, and he doesn't use it very often. Now, we can argue, is it is it the chicken and the egg? Does he have it, but he's not playing enough, so he doesn't get in the rhythm? It's a fair question. Um, it's still relatively early when you, when you think of where he could be in his career in five years from now. So, you know, obviously now at the time I was the one who said I would have taken Matt Boldy for two reasons. Number one, I think defensemen take longer to develop. And number two, Edmonton didn't have any big shooting wingers in the organization. I I, I didn't say Zegras. I said Matt Boldy at the time. That's who I would have taken. I'm not the GM. But um, 
I think Broberg will end up being a trade piece. When you're ex- when you asked uh, where do I think the long term plan is, that's what I think is going to happen here. I think a lot of Oilers fans, when they think about Broberg, think about Oscar Kleffbaum, who was gone too soon. And because he was another big Swedish defenseman, they were trying to mentally shoehorn him in as the next Oscar Kleffbaum. I think that's unfair. He's only, you know, less than 80 games into his career, Broberg. But I think that he probably would be somebody that another organization would take a look at and say, maybe we can get some more out of this guy. Question number three for you guys. After their 10-1 loss to the Canucks last night, I need a number. How many wins for the San Jose Sharks this season? Well, Gregor said earlier that they are going to be less than 19, and I think that would be quite hilarious. So what's your number? 18? <laughs> to me, that seems comically low to even put well, that on a team. It, it is but crazy. Bloody it is crazy low, start. but, you know, Logan Couture has already heard, like, look at their blue line. Um, without Eric, like, if you want to see how valuable Eric Carlson was last year, now you're seeing it. Uh, I think the Sharks are going to win 16 games. <laughs> Should be a fun season. Uh, question number four for you guys. Lots of football this weekend. CFL, NFL, of course, the Golden Bears as well. Give me one game you're looking forward to the most. Well, I'm actually kind of disappointed. I can't go to the Golden Bears game because uh, my son's hockey team is uh, we've got a big game. So uh, when you're the coach, hey, you know what? But I will say, so uh, I won't get to watch that one. Um, so the game I'm most looking forward to is the BC Lions Calgary Stampeder game. Um, Calgary, it makes it intriguing now because of what they did in BC and where they spanked them a few weeks ago. So uh, I will say that game. I'm just waiting with breathless excitement for the XFL and USFL to merge. So it's just so hard for me to look at the paltry NFL games this weekend and look for anything that's exciting. Probably I would look at Philly and Dallas, right? The Eagles are off to such a good start, and watching the Cowboys get beat is always fun. That would be my top game this weekend. How about the game in Germany? KC Miami, that'll be good too. Uh, Final question for you guys today, hypothetical Friday. So I've got to throw something weird at you. How long do you think you would survive if shipments of food stopped entirely? We're talking zombie apocalypse here? Somewhat, but minus the zombies. Is cannibalism a valid option in this scenario? Yeah. Wow. I'll live indefinitely. <laughs> I'd develop a taste for it. Um, well, having grown up on a farm and uh, we had our own garden for years and uh, butchered pigs and cows, I uh, I think I would be fine. We have uh, lots of land. You can, uh, I know a very good butcher, because that's what a lot of people don't understand, is uh, the butcher and how they hang the meat makes a big difference in how it's going to taste. So uh, we have enough land that we could uh, fatten up cows and uh, still have the, uh, you know, I could easily bring in a few pigs, could want to mix things up, want to have some pork. All right, still got the chicken house. So I think I would be uh, fine, Connor Halley. You can uh, call me up. I'll bring you some meat. Don't ask what it is. Yeah, no, no, that's I'll bring okay. it back. Yeah, I think uh, you and I would be uh, dining on different things there, uh, Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, not, I'm not to judge. I think it's, you know, who knows? Like, in a lie, they had to do it. They right? had to do they it. They had to do it. So Maybe you like it. Right? Yeah, no. You don't know until you try. Yeah, well, I would uh, I would try to max. I would, uh, I would be looking at my, uh, you know, like rabbit. Yeah. Before that. Squirrel. Yeah. Well, squirrel, sure. And a pinch. Mm-hmm. Right, I've seen people. Uh, uh, do you see in Calgary they got a little bit of rats right now? Is there a rat problem in Calgary? Uh, yeah, I read out that uh, yesterday they got some rats. Uh, they still say we're rat free. How can this be? I but wonder. There's this. rats, so I don't like. I don't know if you have to have a certain amount 
before you become, because to me, rat free means zero. Zero. Doesn't mean 10. Doesn't Not mean 20. Limited rats. So the, supposedly there's some. Yeah, that was the, uh, the news story out of Calgary. So, and I wasn't talking about the hockey team. They were actually talking about, uh, full on rats. They pay one rat 10 million. I won't tell you which one it is. They, uh, they're having a tough one for sure. So, uh, we got a lot of texts coming in on, uh, for, uh, uh, help your neighbor. Con's going to pick one uh, after the sports update and then, uh, we'll get them on the line. But first, uh, here is the uh, con man of sports 1440 update brought to you by Edmonton Kubota. They don't want to say the word, but you know, it's coming. Plan ahead and they have great snow removal. Equipment with all the attachments. It's your key to a smooth, hassle-free winter. Shop now at EdmontonKubota.com.